Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Hello, Montana. NBA, MLB, MMA, PGA, and Blindside. That enough for you? It's going to have to be. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio on a Monday afternoon. Outstanding to be with you. Thanks for letting us hang out with you. Whatever you're up to this afternoon, we appreciate it very much. We are live on your radios on 1029 ESPN and across the state on SWX Montana Television. Happy to be uh, on board with you. If you would like to listen live and you're not near your television or your radio, well, we still got you covered on that thing in your pocket that phone that you carry around all the time or your computer, your device, what have you. 1029ESPN.com, that is where you go. You listen live on the stream all the time. Thanks to our friends at Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you would like to pick up your phone and give us a ring, you can do that as well. 361-3688, the phone number 361-3688. That's a 406 area code if you're playing along at home. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV 
phone line. Let's take a look at what we have in the show today. We will have our requisite NBA segment to open things up because Coulter is half of this show. So that's just the way this is going to go for, well, probably until October the 12th when the seventh game of the uh, 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 NBA Finals takes place, if we are lucky enough to have it go seven, which I know that everyone I think is praying for, for that uh, eventuation. We also... I had an interesting conversation with a friend of mine today that I talked to you about uh, in Major League Baseball. We're not going to get into all the stuff going on with baseball. I I read up on it actually this weekend a fair amount, and I just, I I don't know, I'm kind of, I'm over it, I must say. Figure it out and then get back to me when it's done. But I had not considered the Houston Astros, and I was burning on the Houston Astros in, I don't know, early March. And I was so pumped up about it. So I'm going to get into this a little bit and and talk about the hook that the Astros have been let off of with all of this. So we will get in uh, into that a little bit. We will also cover, how about Sean O'Malley out of Helena, Montana? 12-0 in the MMA was on the undercard of, of, F, uh, of UFC 250 this weekend. Had a first-round knockout and uh, is, is rolling. is undefeated bantamweight fighter in the UFC right here out of the state of Montana. So we'll get into that and also why maybe Montana might produce higher than its, uh, you know, requisite number of fighters or at least to should. be in the UFC. Or yeah. At least should. Has, has a, has and, a I, and I wonder. I wonder if it's going to catch some ground now especially with a couple different guys being you know getting up to the highest ranks here too because the one thing is the hardest part about stand you can learn how to do any form of martial arts right i mean i mean everybody can, everybody can sure. you have to have special gifts certainly in certain elements but yeah. montana the one we talk about girls track in montana and how they produce such high level division one athletes probably the most right. In, in terms of comparing to the rest of the nation, it's probably the sport where the, the young ladies are better or, or more elevated, more recruitable, higher prospects. For boys' sports, it's probably wrestling. Right. The hardest part for guys that wrestling train... Wrestling rodeo. The hardest part for guys that learn, that train stand-up, whether it's you know karate or taekwondo or jiu-jitsu, or, or excuse me, jiu-jitsu is more takedown, but Muay Thai, you know, kickboxing, things like that. That's a, a skill to learn, certainly, but it's the wrestling part. If you don't have a wrestling background, the guys who become the best MMA fighters are the guys that have wrestling backgrounds who learn how to strike. Guys that learn how to strike, it's harder to learn wrestling because it's not as intrinsic, and your natural reaction is just to kick somebody rather than when they're trying to take you down, and then all of a sudden you're on the ground, right? So I just think that there's a an opportunity. I think I wonder now that there's been a couple guys from Montana, including Sean O'Malley, who've broken into the, the big time. I mean, fighting in the UFC, I mean, this is... This is main event. I mean, he was on the main card. This is sweet. Kid from Helena, Montana. Absolutely. And so you wonder if that then gives kids some more confidence maybe uh, explore it more and go train in those elements a little bit more, and maybe we have more MMA guys coming out of the state of Montana. Next hour, we will get into a blind side. I want to talk on some golf. The there's a, 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 the, the PGA Tour is back on. Nobody's really talking. It's kind of flown under the radar. I realize golf is... Uh, just sort of out there for a lot of people like it's happening but it's not focused on certainly not on talk radio a ton uh but we uh, uh are having a tournament the, the charles schwab challenge in uh, at, at colonial in texas fort worth texas thursday i mean it's a full-on eight of the top 10 golfers in the world are going to be in a loaded field so i want i got a couple of questions on that a couple of questions or a question on the uh, nhl as well so we'll do some stuff at the top of the hour i know coulter's got that as well maybe a little bit of uh, prep extra and this is going to be a shock 
Okay, this is as big a blind side as it's going to be to anybody, but I, I got some country music questions for you. Wow. Culture. How okay. about that? Okay. Because you, you like all kinds of music, but you listen to some country from time to time a little bit. Man, we could do a whole radio segment on well, this. Well, I'm just it's a simple my, question. I mean, yes my, or no question. I mean, my dad like is a my question. dad's a cowboy, right? I mean, we listened so, to nothing okay. but outlaw country growing up, but that's distinctly different than whatever the hell Luke Bryan is singing I, I, about. I understand there's uh, there's gradations to the, country. The music. Ma- the machine that is the Nashville music production scene when you really dive into it is really uh it, it's weird to me. I don't like what my old man would say, AM country, get that AM country off my radio. That that's I don't like that. I do like real true singer songwriter, country slash folk type guys. Okay. Chris Stapleton, uh, Jamie Johnson, Sturgill Simpson, love them. Those guys are all great. I still like the old guys like Dwight Yoakam and stuff, and I of course love all the outlaw guys. But like Luke Bryan, and yeah, get just get out of here. Okay, okay, I'll get to this. Can't later. wait. Okay. So we'll see. It's a long show. It's it's a long show, although it's a long show until it ain't a long show, and all of a sudden you look up and you've already wasted a full quarter of your first segment. So uh, t- tell me this. Yeah. We, before before we got quarantined, before life shifted like we uh, yeah. never expected it to ever shift before, you and I have been screaming for almost three years, give us a third hour. Do you still want a third hour? Oh, oh so much. You do? And I know that I'm in the majority. Every listener out there, I, I do too. I do too. I I think that all they need is more two telling they want. I think I've been life. having more fun on this show when we've had no sports than I've ever had before. Well, yeah. I mean, Reese is playing Metallica, <laughs> Scorpions, <laughs> among other things. You got a whole gamut of things going on back there. We got this glass that makes it even more fun. Where's Tommy at? We need Tommy. He's, he's on the trail. You know. Uh, uh, the dual producer Robert, thing is pretty sweet. I, I got to say, when I can make fun and uh, have fun with Reese and Tommy same day. No, you things. said it right the first time. Make fun. Well, I like. Uh, make, I don't like making fun of Reese. Well, no, I only like making fun of Tommy. There's nothing to make fun of Reese about. <laughs> That's right. He just goes back there and does his job. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tommy, though, is doing afternoons on the trail this week. Oh, that's week right. That's right. Because, because Mike's in the morning. Robert Robert's is taking out. a, a that's vacation. Right. That's right. A much, a well-deserved vacation. It's been, I don't know that he's taking a vacation since he took over the morning show for Craig, which was a year ago. In fact, this is the month that Craig retired a year ago. That's Craig right. Johnson, that's who right. made his triumphant return, by the way, to the trail over the weekend uh, on on uh, Craigslist. And they're doing the... the, the all over the, the map. The, the, all over the map. It's it's not a podcast, but it's it's a it's a it's, it's a remote, remote show. show. Yes, it's amazing. It's awesome. So I, I must I must say, very proud of the trail for a variety of reasons. I mean, it's yeah. definitely one of the institutions of Missoula, and very very happy to be sister stations with them. But uh, you know, even with some shifting in the personnel, the music has remained great. And I also have to give them so much kudos. All over the map with Craig Johnson, where Craig's re- recording this thing all over the world. Mm-hmm. And Past Lives with Alanya, what's p- playing the best live tracks that Alanya can yeah, think live, of. Live which, concerts that have Which taken who place. knows better live tracks than Alanya of anyone in the world? No one. No one. Yeah. What good names, though? Those are great names. I mean, Past Lives That's for right. that show is a great name. And then the Trail West traveled with Mandela and the trail over traveled. the weekends, too. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's Honestly, I was thinking good. this the other day when Mandela was in here. 
Mandela's one of the great athletes that we know. We oh, should have Man- me? we should have Mandela on this show. She was telling me about you know spending two months in the Grand Canyon, swimming in the river every day. I was like, well, this is why you are so she, fit. She swam the length of the Grand Canyon in the Colorado River. People won't believe me when they hear when we hear hear us say that. They don't believe that it's even possible. Yep. You go, you ride the rapids. She's been a a, a rafting guide yep. in the Grand Canyon for a decade plus. Not to mention every every other. I mean, she's. She is kayaked, raft, rafted, and guided rivers, p- perhaps on every continent, I think save that's, I think that's Antarctica. Right. Yep, yep. And so uh, she decides she knows she knows the Grand Canyon and the Colorado better than anybody else, and she swam it in a day. Uh, and that is a pretty remarkable story in and of itself. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right. Golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top-of-mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a 1,000 of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends. Watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they are talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. So we talk some NBA. I know you want to talk a little bit of NBA. Let's talk here off some the top. NBA. couple minutes because I want to talk. I got a, we got a lot to get to today, but you wanted to talk about legacy because that's what you want to talk about all the time. And I guess I should maybe rephrase more than just legacy, but just impact impact, impact yeah. of the narrative because it's hard to talk about legacy with a guy like Luka Doncic, for example, right? He, he's only in his second year in the league. Right. So if the Mavs win a playoff series, by the time his career is all said and done, that will have a very inconsequential mark on his full legacy if he fulfills his full potential, which I think is, is Hall of Fame caliber. It I is. think he's that good. Yes. But... Just the impact in terms of the narrative of the league at this exact moment. I guess that's kind of what I want to talk about. Like if Giannis Antetokounmpo leads the Bucks to the championship, it's it's a watch out rest of the league. Here we come. Same thing with Luca, right? Here's my. I have two questions for you. They're, they're related. I'm going to ask the first one by itself. Is there to you any asterisks in relation to whoever wins in this season because of the way that this is about to happen. You just stole my blindside for the next hour. Oh, really? That was okay. going to be my blindside for you, but I think it's a great question. Well, I and I have I, I have I, another question that I, I want to ask about I, this. I, I think that if you are a a uh, fully engaged historian of the NBA, like I at least uh, I at least strive to be, I do think it's one of the most fascinating uh, historical context you can have for a pro sports league especially because it's existed for less time on a relevant level in America than even the NFL, the NFL yeah. or, or major, uh, certainly not Major League Obviously. Baseball and, and no, I mean, hockey, even hockey, no, really. No, no, hockey goes, hockey goes back almost as far as baseball, not quite. But. And the, the shift that it had combined with the global superstars, the globalization of the game, it is really fascinating. 
But I'll say this. There's a lot of people out there that really like the NBA that when they think of Tim Duncan, they don't say Tim Duncan has four rings and then a fifth ring with an asterisk. They don't. Absolutely. But Tim Duncan's first championship was during the lockout shortened season in 1998. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You can never say how it would have gone if it would have been full. There's no answer to that question. But would the Spurs with a rookie Tim Duncan have beat a team in the finals that would have been a real team? That year, the New York Knicks made the finals. They were the only eight seed to ever make the finals. That team, first of all, though, probably wouldn't have been the eight seed had they played the full regular season. That team had a bunch of great veterans like Larry Johnson, Latrell Sprewell, Allen Houston, Greg Anthony. They would have figured out how to be like, you know, the five seed or whatever if they would have played the extra 32 games. But either way, because the playoffs, the, the hot teams, the Knicks, their surge during the playoffs would have been during the regular season. Then who would have been hot from the East? All I'm saying is the Spurs got to play a team that was objectively not one of the top four teams out of the East in that finals would they have won i don't know we never know but most people don't say well tim asked tim duncan has an asterisk on his resume because he's got one less championship david robinson only had one not two we don't think of it like that and so so i think that i think that this particular deal i don't think that anybody have it i mean here's the thing it's about it's a matter of what we think should be the narrative right because regardless of what it should or should not be someone will say oh this comes with an asterisk just because that's just the hot take, bloviating world that we live in now. I I am with you. There will be there will be no asterisks for me on this, mostly because this will be a 100% full 16-team, four-seven-game series playoff. And that's if exactly it, right. If it was, if we, and, 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 if we had to skip forward to the conference finals, you go, well, okay, but... But and, here, and, right, I and, don't do that. And they've also already played 13 more games than that lockout shortened That's season right. was, right? So, But here's here's the follow-up to that question, because I think there's a real possibility here. Depending on what team and then specifically what star or stars end up winning the NBA Finals, I think the idea of an asterisk becomes a larger narrative potentially depending on who it is that wins. So I think... I, it, I'll give you my example, okay? If okay. LeBron James and the Lakers win this NBA Finals, right? There's no asterisks. This is Besides like for the LeBron haters. Well, okay, but I mean, you know, people like, hey, this was the best team with the best player with you know one of the best number two, maybe the best number two in basketball. Yep, they were supposed to win it and they won it. But if a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder with Chris Paul were to win, a team that nobody thinks is going mm. to win the finals, mm. and a guy who's never mm. won it before. One of the reasons mm. Tim Duncan never has the asterisk is because he's got four more to back it up. No question. If a guy, Definitely. maybe Chris Paul, anybody else, if, but if a guy won their only title as the man on their team this season, people would go, well, great title, and it happened to be in the COVID season. You know, that would be the thing that they would talk about more, it seems. So let's go there then, because I think that was one of the first guys that popped to my brain when I was thinking about this, is Chris Paul. I have been on more of a roller coaster in what I think of Chris Paul and how much I love or don't like him. What? You've only ever loved Chris Paul. I love Chris Paul. I hate the drama that he got wrapped up in in L.A. I don't think it was necessarily his fault. But I do think that Chris Paul had a a um, a string of poor decisions as well as poor environments that really robbed him of a lot of his best years. 
Chris Paul was maybe my favorite player in the NBA when he was playing for New Orleans. When he went to L.A. initially, I thought, man, that's going to be awesome. Lob City was undeniably entertaining. It was awesome. It was it was awesome, it just but never... it, it became perpetually and, and endlessly frustrating because they would be so great, and then they'd always get in this little spat, and you could see the chemistry like starting to fracture yeah. every year, and then they get in the playoffs, and they would lose purely from toughness. No matchups, or they would lose because they were dysfunctional and the other team was tougher. And also... How many how many postseasons have ended at the hands of injury for Chris Paul? The hamstring. No question. Over and he got it robbed. I mean, even though Houston, in my opinion, was a horrible fit for him, he got that robbed from him. Yep. They were one game away, and then he didn't get to play. Yep. And that's a bummer. Terrible. I, I love Terrible. Chris Paul because of that, but I also am so disappointed for him and as a huge fan of his that he has gotten so much robbed from him. But let's think about this. The Oklahoma City Thunder are not going to win the West. No, no. They, they have no chance to win the West. Uh, they have no chance to win the finals, obviously, because they have no chance to win the West. But if Oklahoma, if Chris Paul could get OKC to the conference finals, though, I think that's a defining moment for his career. But I also think it's such a defining moment for the way that we construct basketball teams. Because it does prove that if you have a guy like... See, that's why I thought Houston was such a bad fit. Because you could say, oh, well, you have Chris Paul and James Harden. That's a great combo to lead you to glory. It's not. Chris Paul has to be the dude with the ball in his hands. He has to be. When James Harden sit over here dribbling 10 million times, it makes Chris Paul irrelevant. That's not a good situation to be in. All I'm saying is I think that if Chris Paul, if I mean, let's, let's think about the path, right? That would mean that Chris Paul would have to lead the Thunder, if the seat's held now, past the Jazz. That would be a great accomplishment. But then an upset of the Lakers. If that was to happen, though, if the Thunder, it's such a small chance, but it's not out of the question, right? If that was to happen, though, that is a uh, defining moment in Chris Paul's career. I mean, it is, but at the end of the day, uh, this is a sport that's judged. Well, many of, uh, other than baseball, all the sports are judged by championships, if you got them or not. And so it would be defining, and yet it wouldn't be the thing that got him over. But this is, let me backpedal with you here, okay? That's merely an example, but do you buy the notion that depending on who wins, the asterisk becomes greater or lesser in the narrative that swirls it, depending on who it is that wins rather than as a function of the reality that all of this is befalling the entire league. I really think it has to do with a lot about the narrative of your team. If the Milwaukee Bucks win, maybe a little bit of skepticism because you could say they haven't won in a long time, they weren't yeah. a powerhouse, but they were the, by record, best team in the league by a long shot coming into this break yeah. and then coming out of it. So I think it's very minimal that you can de- demean them. Totally. I agree with you with the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Raptors. I mean, the Raptors, we forget. <laughs> How easy we forget. The Raptors are the defending NBA champions. But at the end of the day, this is a function of upsets, right? The the It is. The the team that is the least likely team to do the best, right? you're going to go, well, they were obviously benefited by, you know, two and a half months off and hitting the ground right. The Blazers. Right. What I mean, what could the Blazers possibly do? I think that, that that would be glorified, though, as these guys came together, they got healthy. The three teams I think that would have the most, the hardest narrative to overcome in terms of you might not have done this unless the pandemic happened are the Philadelphia 76ers, mm-hmm. the Houston Rockets, and maybe the Boston Celtics, but I, I don't think so. I, I wouldn't put the Celtics in that. No, I, th- I think it's I think it's the Rockets and the 
76ers are the two that would have I think people would have the hardest time I, with I mean winning your conference I, when but, I when I say that it's all that matters what I of course the winning the finals is what matters sure but getting to the finals and then everybody goes now let's see what happens when we're here let's see what two teams we get mm-hmm, and now mm-hmm. it's anybody's game but if you are a team that Here's my take is if there if you're a team that can get to the NBA finals that can win your conference that has a real shot at winning your conference, you have a chance to win the finals. Period. I don't care if it's LeBron and the LA Lakers or the Clippers on the other side of that thing. If you're the Celtics and you make it to the finals, you have a very realistic chance, maybe it's 30%, as little as 30%, but of actually doing oh, it totally. and slipping that ring on. No, so no question. Any team that is not a surprise to do that isn't isn't quote unquote COVID benefited in my mind, and the and and the Celtics are one of those teams. I mean, I think those are the three in the East. It's yep. the Bucks, the Raptors, and the Celtics yep. that are the three teams where you go. If any of those three teams made it, it's not a shock, and you wouldn't sit here looking for some other explanation as to why all of a sudden they were good there at the end. It's it's totally true. What if the Heat? Or to get to the finals, no. Then, well, that's, then, that's, then we know for sure that this is a joke. The other, th- <laughs> the other thing, when you're talking about the, and this, this is one thing. This is the reason why the most, the most uh, compelling part of studying the in and out and memorizing the in and out history of the league is for exactly what you just said, because of the broad narrative of the NBA. And because the greatest players have hogged so many of the championships. Oftentimes, if you don't at least make a finals and or win a championship. You know, this is what happens when the when the, when the pollen's swirling. It, it doesn't, unless you're a, a one percenter NBA nerd like me, no one adds it to your legacy, right? But that's why it's so important to study because the, you talk about the asterisk. To me... Canceling eight or nine regular season games is so far down the list of the ways that you could dice apart the potential asterisks when you're analyzing the NBA playoffs. Would the Golden State Warriors have made five straight finals if Chris Paul doesn't pop his hamstring? We don't know. We, we you really don't know. But you there there is a systematic and defined injury that has happened in every single playoffs for the last at least in my knowledge. 35 to 40 years that has had a huge impact. I mean, who knows what happens with this and this and this and this. That's the whole, that's, that's half of it though. That's half of it though. When you're going to play 110 games by the time you win the thing, the battle of attrition is more important than almost anything. Two Tell New One is 102.9 ESPN Radio. Let me just give you quickly this last scenario, and then you tell me, because I totally agree with you. Missing eight games, ultimately, of the regular season is 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 nothing. What's a much bigger deal is the break in the middle of it. I mean, but, I, if you're talking about Astros, I mean, the Toronto Raptors are the defending champions, right? Kawhi Leonard totally deserves to be yeah. the finals MVP, but also it's one of the biggest what-ifs ever. What if Golden State's team didn't just all get hurt in the same series? Now, let's do this. Let's jump. Full full feet, two feet into the Damian Lillard narrative. Right. And say this. Let's say the Blazers finish ninth. But this season there happens to be a, a two-game play-in scenario if you're within four games. Let's say they're two games yep. back in Memphis. They play those yep. games because everybody's back and they're healthy. They roll. They win those games. They're the eighth seed and they're playing the Lakers and they take down the Lakers. 
in the first round. Now, no matter who wins, they didn't have to play LeBron James and the Lakers yep. because a nine seed that never would have been there yep. got there and got the thing done. Yep. That is one scenario where you're going to go, well, well, did everybody pump the brakes on this thing? And, and sitting here in western Montana... The Blazers are our home team, right? Yeah. I mean, we got yeah. nothing. We got the, the nothing. Blazers are 10 the, hours. Or Salt Lake. You know, one so, of the yeah, two. I guess the Jazz and the Blazers those yeah. are the two closest teams. Yeah. But I, I truly think that of the 22 teams that invited to Orlando, the number one team with the most fascinating storyline, the most to prove, and just because of the scrutiny that Damian Lillard has taken over the last couple of weeks, also the most to lose. Is the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, I think there's maybe truth to that. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Speaking of asterisks, how about the Houston Astros? Maybe they just changed the name. The Houston Asterisks. We'll take a look at them getting let off the hook in the biggest of ways as a result of all this right after this. Hey, Kurtz Polaris, they're at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula. They're in Highway 83 in Sealy. The weather, it's warming up. I know it's a little gray out there today, but we've already seen the heat and we know it's on its way back. It's time to get your dirt biking, your off-roading, and your on-liking activities to a maximum, and you do it with Kurtz Polaris. Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes, that's the top bikes in the entire industry, brand new for the season there at Kurtz. They also have great Polaris side-by-sides, a whole variety of them. Hard-working ranger, you got stuff you got to get done, you want to have a little fun, go, go fast, get up there in the hills, take the razor out. Or if it's a little leisure time that you're looking for, how about getting out on a pontoon boat on the lake? Does that sound all right to you? Crest pontoon boats. Top of the line, crest pontoon boats. Now available at Kurtz. Summer the way you always envisioned with Kurtz Polaris online at KurtzPolaris.com. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. who we thought they were we had them and we let them off the hook to tell new one is espn radio at gus to tell at 1029 espn and at skyline sports mt on twitter looking for us well thanks for looking for us and that's how you find us we appreciate you being there uh also you can check us out on youtube to tell new youtube channel available can uh, you know watch while you listen? Watch and listen. That's how it works. Audio and video. Coulter, uh, the Houston Astros. I had a conversation with a friend of mine today. Had his Houston Astros hat on. Shout mm. out Bryant. Appreciate you bringing this one back. Because he is he a Texas guy? No, mm. he's a Montanan. Oh, R. Lee. Well, I, got, I got a dude. One of my boys is from San Antonio. He's the one that was saying, "Hey." 
we got to have a full regular season so that the Spurs can try to make a run. Get back. But now that that runs over, so yeah. sorry. Well, the Spurs are still in it. They, they, are they? They got yeah. a, They were the 13th yep. and final team. Okay, yep. so this is going to be so great. Oh, Talk about asterisks. That could be the asterisk, right, is if the Spurs, Spurs extend their, their playoff run going? by having a sub-500 record. Let's go, Pop. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, it, would, it would make me very, very happy. Um, but anyways, the, my boy, he also loves the Astros, and he's always – this is the number one question he's asked every time he comes over to my house. Dude. How about the Astros? This is the craziest cheating I ever seen. Yeah. So here's the thing. I when this first came out, this didn't bother me one bit. The, the, because this was all, you know, it's like cheating, which you have said forever is just a part of the game and also sign stealing isn't cheating as such. Like that's just good you know, reading of what's going on, trying to figure it out. You're standing there on I mean, second base. You're watching the catcher. Like, if they can't... You're stealing signs when you're in middle school. That's right. That's I right. mean, we figured out how to do this when we were, like, 12. You know, it, if it was if it was it called, if its normal n- nomenclature was decoding instead of sign, quote, stealing, it would have such a le- less of an effect on people's psyches. They hear the word steal, right. and now it's bad. Right, right, right. So... You, remember, you can steal second base, and everybody accepts that. You can't steal a sign. I remember when we were, this is probably uh, like senior boys, so like 14, 15 years old. I remember there was a team from up north, uh, all-star team, mm-hmm. that they called the pitches from the dugout, and the coach would do it by pound, just like these guys would do, mm-hmm. pound on the garbage can. But he's calling the pitches. Boom, boom, shh, it's a curveball. It's like, dude, I am hitting a home run. <laughs> like, it's less it's in the dirt. Like, when you go boom, boom, shh, and I know that you're going to throw me a hook, it's like, dude, no wonder you guys lose by 15 runs every time. So here's... And this is kids, so I would expect yeah. professionals to do the same. The, uh, that said, the, the, the video element of this obviously takes it to a new level, and... If you have a video element that's then being translated through the banging of garbage cans, uh, it is a clear and obvious advantage that is there for one team and that is not for the other. And on one hand, well, you might want to say, hey, uh, you know, tip of the cap to the Astros for being more industrious than the rest of the teams. Uh, There is a limit to this, and they clearly crossed that limit. And if they were signaling from the dugout to each other or, I mean, even verbalizing it, all good. Yeah. When you... When you basically institute new technology that's never existed into the game, mm-hmm. and you have a buzzer on your chest, right? If that's yeah, yeah, yeah. get out of here. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Here's the thing, you know me, Coulter. I like Major League Baseball. I don't love Major League Baseball. That said, my enjoyment, my desire to watch it, and my interest in it has grown steadily over the last decade. I mean, I really have gone from being what I would say a periphery and postseason baseball fan to a, a a legitimate season-long baseball fan. Why is that? Because the Cubs won? That didn't hurt. You know, part part of it is just, you know, that y- you you it's more available now than it once was. It is. You can you can watch your team That's right. in Montana. Obviously this job doesn't hurt it. Robert Chase and I always have our season-long bets on the true. Cubs and Cardinals. That's so true. you get I actually Robert things. is a good influence because he's gotten me more into baseball too because Robert is uh Robert is a hardcore baseball fan and Robert Robert listens or watches every Cardinals I, game. I would say 158 legitimately Cardinals games over the course of the 162 games. My brother, big Cardinals fan. I have been re-engaged in the Cardinals fandom yeah. only because I get the debrief from Robert every single every day. day. You watched Cardinals last night? I did. I'm going to tell you all about it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so so. I'm into it. 
I will, but but I'm not I'm not the guy. I'm not Sean Rainey scheduling a holiday, like actually taking the day off for the first day of opening day. Okay. <laughs> that said, I was close to doing it this year for one reason and one reason only. I wanted to see the hellfire that was going to fall on the heads of the Houston Astros, both by the opposing team that they play either home or away, or by the crowd that they play when they uh, in front of when they are on the road. And the absolute relentless berating that they would receive for those 81 road games all season long. And I wanted to see the first one. I wanted to see the first time that they played the Dodgers. I wanted to see the first time that they played anybody in their division, all of those divisional games against, you know, the Mariners and the Rangers and so on. All of it, I could not wait. I felt like it was can't miss. And I was reminded today, hey, guess what? If there's no season, or worse, if there is a season and no fans... Worse in relation to what I'm talking about, the the Houston Astros get the biggest pass ever. I mean, the the entire wrath of all of baseball fans and players was focused on one team, which is largely, by the way, still intact from the team that won the World Series, and we were going to see fireworks every single game fireworks can't miss television it was going to be the most interesting thing happening this whole season and now it might not even happen at all not just the season but any of it because if you remove it another if the baseball season doesn't happen we get to march does anybody even remember or care about this i i'm so angry that we're not getting this (laughs) this is my main question though is is um first of all i thought the astros got an incredibly uh, lenient amount of punishment for all the cheating when it comes from the actual commissioner's office and major league baseball as a whole wouldn't you agree well yeah i mean what they got was it a 5 million dollar right but i mean fine and then that is this like uh, it's like a dime to me and no, you no no it isn't a dime it's 5 million dollars it's a lot but yes it it's not like they don't have it but they didn't have they didn't have any really and other they, punishments and they and it was like first they lost draft picks first and but the guys who were pick. cheating didn't get punished at all aj hinch got fired okay mm-hmm. but i mean alex cora the most infamous video though is when Altuve Jose Altuve hits that home run to win the game and he's rounding the bases and he's he's doing his thing what the thing that makes him so popular the thing that makes him a superstar mm-hmm. he's dancing he's loving it and then right as he rounds 30 he's, he's giving his teammates the no don't touch and he's like touching his chest saying I got I got my buzzer on don't touch me we can't let anybody see that's one of those damning videos I've ever seen in my life and there's no individual punishments for those guys. Mm-hmm. And and not only that, but almost all of them dug their heels in, too, and were like, they deny the cheating, or or they just sloughed it off, like, we're not going to talk about this because it's not a big deal. Get over it. Yeah, the, and, and the, what do you the know about- deny or unapologetic until it goes so far against you that then you apologize, no. Nah. And what do we know about baseball? If more than any other sport, because cheating is a part of the game, like it or not, Cheating has been a part of baseball for the duration of baseball. If and when you get caught cheating, if you deny it, you get scrutinized to the maximum. You get killed in the court of public opinion. If you acknowledge it, a lot of times we can just make amends and forgive you. But I think that everything you said was right on, except for one thing. Grudge holding. You want to know who holds bigger vendettas than anybody? Baseball. Yeah. Baseball. Yeah. Baseball pitchers. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Hey, they could now play for three years. Oh, yeah. The first dude from the Astros is getting one straight in the middle of the spine. Oh, Clayton Kershaw? He's going to go 12-6 into your kneecaps. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Kershaw, he doesn't care if he gets thrown after one pitch. He is drilling you. I, I think that this would be the first instance in the history of baseball where the pitcher will drill the hitter and then rush the hitter. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It well, might not be enough and, to just, just start him up. you got to go and, start And this is why it's going to be so fascinating, too, right? Because I think that everybody, including the Astros, is going to know. I mean, they might just put a different guy at the leadoff spot that first game and just say, hey, dude, like – where the catcher's uh, no, gear no. on? I don't think it's going to matter. I think they, oh, oh, I, but, yeah, they're that, waiting. This is what I'm saying, though. This is what I'm saying, Springer though. And Altuve. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying, though. Is like I think everybody, even if you go, you just throw one at Altuve's ear, you throw one at George Springer's back, I think even the Astros will say, okay, we'll take that. But what if a team just says, whatever, we're, we're just going to bean three, four, five guys in a row, and then all of yep. a sudden you just have a massive opening day brawl? Oh, I, I, I don't think there's a question. And the, the Astros are so irreverent about this stuff, too, is they'll fight back for their own beliefs of delusion as well. You know, the thing is, is that the only way out of this for the Astros is every time that they get beamed to take their medicine and go down to first base. No question. And if they do that over and over and over again, at some point, and, and I think sooner rather than later, the broad national narrative and the, quote, sympathy of like, okay, the message has been sent, and you're endangering guys enough already. Is going, and I think it'll be handed down first. First of all, from baseball, like baseball will have to put out a Houston Astros edict about what not to do, about what's not allowed, about the suspensions and fines that will be coming down for anybody that is beaning Houston Astro batters at, at some point if they don't retaliate. If they retaliate. The fights are going into the dugouts, into the locker rooms, into the buses. Like it's, it is going to be a straight melee, repeatedly all over the place, and no one's going to care. No one will care if they're getting suspended, if they're getting kicked out, if they're getting fined for going after the Astros. It's going to be twenty-nine versus one, and it'll be all of baseball versus Houston, and Houston will lose again and again and again. And it's going—I don't know when or how it will taper off. I think basically everybody will want their shot. Every team and player that believes that they've been... Because here's the other thing. I don't know if the Houston Astros ever, quote, cheated against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Did they ever even play each other, you know, different leagues and so on and so forth? I don't know. But what happens when the, the, the you know, the closer from the Texas Rangers gets traded to the Pirates? He still wants his pound of flesh, too. You know, and in the event that they match up, everybody is going to want. It's going to be league wide, and I'm I'm really upset now that because this is what I wanted to see. Call me, call me. I don't know, jaded, ugly, whatever you want. This would have been wonderful drama for me to watch to see. Even if nothing happened in a game or two, the anticipation of when's the next, you know, vendetta going to be cashed in. That's what I wanted to see. And now. Mm. Nothing. So disappointing. <laughs> figure it out, baseball. They got to figure it out, man. This is this is all under the presumption we might have games someday. I mean, but this is the, what if this just runs the league straight in the ground, buddy, man? I want it. The thing is, it, it, it's not the same without the fans for this. Totally, you got You're to right. have You're the right. fans You're there right. with their drums and, and, and their, their, it's their, not their the signs. Same. It's not the same. It's not as good in a lot of ways. But also, like, how about just the 
If there's just a bench-clearing brawl with no fans in the stands, it's going to be one of the funniest <laughs> spectacles that you could imagine. It's 2 telling and 1. It's 102.9 ESPN Radio. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Sean O'Malley, Helena native, 12-0 and 0 in the UFC, fought and won in decisive knockout fashion at UFC 250 on the undercard. We'll talk about him and UFC in general, fighters coming out of the state of Montana right after this. Hey, the Silver Slipper, they are open for sit-down service. That's right. They made some changes to make sure they comply with comply with MCHD standards to help keep everyone safe and healthy. Their new hours in the casino, 9 a.m. They're open in the casino from 9 to 11.30 p.m. They're open in the bar and restaurant from 11 a.m. till 11.30 p.m. There's plexiglass dividers between the Kino machines. They have spaced out their tables to allow plenty of, of room between groups. They have extra sanitation stations and disinfecting schedules. They've even removed stools around the bar. So you can go there, feel good about it, be safe, but enjoy a night out, maybe a lunch, whatever it might be. Things are changing all the time, okay? Always updating the situation as they go. So if you want to find out what's going on, visit Silver Slipper on their Facebook page for their most up-to-the-minute information. Always, Silver Slipper has the friendliest staff in town, even in the midst of a national crisis. And at the Silver Slipper, it's all about great food, tasty beverages, and their urge to have a good time online at thesilverslipperlounge.com. They're over on the south side of town, great spot to be. Brooks across from Super Super Walmart. Stop by today and find out why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning <laughs> it's it's reached that level of usage and the fact that you left it i knew that you left it at my house you brought it over left it at my house and like a real jerk i said nothing to you because i was like well that's mine dude that's it you came to my house you left it in my house and i'm eating all of it we've gotten so far into this alpine touch obsession i think that i actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short, everything. <laughs> they have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, they are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. We never get to stop and open our eyes. So this is the music that we come back with when we do our UFC segment, huh? So really setting the mood, isn't it? It's 2 Tell and one is 1029 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television, great to be with you on this very fine Monday afternoon. Hope you're having a great day. 
Thanks uh, for being with us. Hope you had a great weekend. We had a great weekend. They go uh, golfing with our buddies Sean Rainey, Ben Wyman. Happy uh, soon-to-get-married day to uh, Ben. Happy for our guide. Sutil Nuanas. Uh, by the way, in the next hour, we got a couple of blind sides. We're going to get into some golf stuff. We're going to get into some NHL as well. And also maybe, and maybe this is more fitting the music that we had, we're going to get into uh, a little bit of country music potentially as well which doesn't happen very often on this show but maybe it will uh over the weekend ufc 250 ufc 250 took place and one of montana's native sons a helena guy sean o'malley lived up to the hype he was fighting eddie wineland in a bantamweight matchup and he knocked out eddie wineland in a minute and a half, minute 54 seconds. Pretty good. 12 and 0 in the in his UFC career thus far is uh is Sean O'Malley and it is remarkable first of all for a guy from Helena to be on a UFC main event card, but also maybe what's remarkable is how many guys from the state of Montana have gone into uh you know, mixed martial arts fighting like that and Seems like of the, all the places in the world, maybe Montana might deliver a certain type of guy, especially like you talked about earlier, Coulter, wrestlers that if they decide to go professional in a combat sport in the UFC, maybe you get a little higher percentage or quotient of guys from the state of Montana than the population would reasonably dictate. Yeah, I mean, Sean O'Malley is a big-time guy. I mean, he's he's one of the top contenders for the Bantamweight title. I mean, he's, he's going to be right there. And, and that's an awesome thing for a guy from Helena. There's a kid, um, Tim Welch from Great Falls, who worked his way up. He, he made it all the way to the top of the strike force. I don't think he ever fought a UFC fight. But there's been some great gyms here in Missoula as well as around the state that have had guys that – so the, you, the, the ultimate fighting championship in the octagon, you can be a professional fighter – Fighting professionally in a, a variety of different circuits. It's kind of like boxing. Oh, absolutely. There's there's many of them. It's yeah. kind of like boxing, except for in boxing, there's no real delineation between who is quote unquote better. I mean, you might have like the WBC and then another boxing association, and they both try to tout themselves as better. Whereas in the ultimate fighting community, you might be fighting on strike force, or you might be fighting abroad in in you know whether it's Korea or Thailand or or somewhere else like that. Or there's a variety of others that aren't the UFC. The UFC, guys fight professionally outside of the UFC, but then sometimes they get invited to the Ultimate Fighting Championships. That's why they have the number on it, right? But so for a guy to get invited to the UFC, I mean, we've seen guys that have climbed their way up. Strike Force, that have been really good. I mean, even the dog pound here in Missoula has trained some guys that have gotten a shot at that level. But to have a guy be actually in the octagon on the main card, you wonder what kind of influence it's going to have. In the state of Montana, because I think that, I mean, we pride ourselves on toughness. Chances that you haven't ever gotten in a, a little fight somewhere along the line is probably a lot higher than a lot of places in the around the country. The wrestling background. But also there's some really good trainers and coaches here, too. And I've thought this as well. It's not necessarily just men. Women. I used to train down at uh, Missoula Muay Thai. I mean, the two best people at that place were females. I mean, they, 
not to be trifled with, certainly. And you just wonder, too, because that's an easier entry point. Not as many females are doing it. That's right. But some of the females that are doing I mean, the most impressive fight of the night Saturday night was probably Amanda Nunes. I mean, she's... She's just rolling. I mean, she's 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 as dominant as any athlete in the on the planet right now in terms of her specific sport. Yeah. So you wonder if there's an opportunity there, but I think that so much of as we always discuss, so much of coming out of Montana is just realizing that you can do it. Yeah. And you wonder if Sean O'Malley is a trailblazer in that sense. And I hope he is because I do think that in terms of what Montana is going to make for athletes that are going to come out of this state that could be professional caliber athletes. I can't really think besides rodeo of a sport where you might have more intrinsic advantages than the state of Montana. Well, no question that the state of Montana has a a long history of both producing and hosting major combat sports, which were forever boxing. That was the sport. Uh, and, uh, And we know about the history in the state of Montana in that sport. And while UFC, I think, has perhaps surpass boxing although i think recently boxing is has continued to assert itself uh on on you know in terms of its uh, you know popularity significantly uh ufc is 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 right there with it if not even beyond it at this point and you would think that maybe some some folks from this state find that uh find their path to that at some stage as well and obviously sean o'malley already has i would actually love to know that sort of um statistical analysis they say that the, since the UFC moved their platform now it's, it's on ESPN plus and so you it's still a pay-per-view you still have to order the fight but it's not nearly as expensive as it used to be and it's also been a different element before for the bars because now like local watering holes can order this thing and because they can then splice it's streamed used to be so expensive for a bar to have to order it to each television to each box each yeah. cable box so even if you have 3 TVs say you're you know a place like i mean there's multiple places in town that have dozens of TVs right sure and but you used to even if you could spice it to 3 TVs you still have to order the fight 10 or 12 times to have it on every TV yeah. now you can order the fight once and splice it through the streaming it gives an easier entry point yeah. but also gives an easier entry point and i remember we used to when we would order the fights when i was in college it was like, okay, we got to recruit 10 guys who want to watch this, and everybody's got to bring 10 bucks yep. if we're going to be able to afford it. So it was 100, 120 bucks. Now it's less than half that price. So now you can have 10 guys bring five bucks, or five guys bring 10 bucks, or, you know, me and my roommate just split it, and it's not that big of a deal compared to what it used to be. But still, even with all that, it's more accessible. But they say these fights get a, a rating of about 1, 1. 1.2. So a little over a million people watching these. When you're talking about the greater American sports fan that's still a small number but i would also wonder if you were to break down like per capita where where people order these the most i bet you that places like montana and wyoming are some of the places that order these things the most too Mm -hmm. so that could also be something that's really galvanizing right i mean say sean o'malley becomes the the heavyweight champion or excuse me the bantamweight champion i mean this guy could be an absolute superstar in, in our little sports world yeah no doubt I mean that's that's the other thing about UFC is the star the heavyweights always are going to be have a little higher profile but in boxing they have a much much higher, higher profile. profile and in in UFC well, and, and, you'd be a star at any weight. Well and and honestly I mean if you really break down the since, since this thing shifted over into the mainstream Brock Lesnar had a moment in the sun I guess but the, the heavyweight champion 
has been very far down the list in terms of the superstars That's of the right. UFC. I yep. mean, it, the the emphasis on heavy big guys is not nearly the thing. I mean, John's Bone, John Bones Jones has ruled the sport for half a dozen years now as a light heavyweight. Before him, it was Anderson Silva, straight middleweight. Before him, it was George St. Pierre, you know, straight one fifty five guy. Like he, these are these are the small guys are the ones that rule yeah. rule the the scene. Two, Mostly. Two telling the one is one two nine ESPN radio. Hour one in the books, hour two straight ahead. We get into some NHL, some PGA, but don't worry, we're not gonna break the stuff down. It's blindside time. We're gonna have some questions, have a little fit, bit of fun right after this. Hey, the silver slipper, they are open again for sit down service. They made some changes to comply with MCHD standards to help keep everyone safe and safe and healthy. They're new hours, nine AM till 11.30 p.m. in the casino, 11 a.m. till 11.30 p.m. in the bar and restaurant. They uh, have plexiglass dividers between all the Kino machines, spaced out tables to allow plenty of room between groups, extra sanitation stations, and disinfecting schedule, and they have removed the stools from around the bar. So you're going to be plenty distant, socially distant, safe, and still have a blast because that's what they do, the Silver Slipper. It's all about great food. Tasty beverages and their urge to have a good time. The friendliest staff in town as well. Stop by today. They're across the street from Super Walmart on Brooks. You can visit the Silver Slipper Lounge.com for more info. Yes, go Can ahead. I add one thing to your great Silver oh, Slipper you library? Can, you can add one. Because they're so right. good to us, we have to add one more thing. Yeah. The card game at Silver Slipper is back open. Okay. That was the, uh, that was the one thing that was being held back in terms of uh, phase two when it comes to bars. Card games are back open, so the Silver Slipper card game back late, open. Late night, late, late night card game always uh, a draw at the Silver Slipper as well. Again, SilverSlipperLounge.com, SilverSlipperLounge.com for more info. Stop by today. See why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best kept secrets. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 